is an Odyssey original. Well, I thought I was going to do a show called Cakes and Cars, but that didn't work <laughs> out because the network said that the car advertisers don't want to advertise cakes and cake advertisers don't want to. There it is right there. That is a chirpumple. It is a, a, a three-layer cake. I invented this. A uh, white layer stuffed with cherry pie, a yellow layer stuffed with pumpkin pie, and a spice layer uh, stuffed with an apple pie. Chirpumple, cherry pumpkin and apple. Those are the three pies. The <laughs> recipe is in my book. It is so good! Hey, everybody. Welcome to a new edition of the Talking About Cars podcast. I'm Randy Cardoon. Now, I know it's hard to believe, but when Hot Rod Bob and I do a podcast, sometimes, not always, but sometimes, we do not include all of the questions and answers we do in a podcast. Sometimes it's due to time. We don't want it to go too long. Sometimes it's for other projects that we do that do not necessarily work out. So now, in this edition... We are bringing back some of our previous guests that answered that one question that was somehow left out of the previous episode that they were in. So in this episode, we bring back Rodney Allen Rippey, Larry Dixon, Steve Magnante, Charles Phoenix, Steph Holloway, the foot guy from Superstore, Danny Gura, Randy Carlson. They all join us in this episode. We call Car Quickies, and we lead it off with Bogey and Faye from All Girls Garage when we asked them about their first cars. My first car I bought with a broken timing belt. It's a 1999 Volkswagen Passat Wagon 5-speed 1.8T black. Beautiful freaking car. It's still the nicest first car I've ever owned in my life. Wow. You still have it? Oh. <laughs> no, actually, um, I, uh, I was working on a van again that I was going to live in and accidentally caught myself on fire and landed in the hospital for two months. And uh, my father, my, my birth father is cheap. He didn't want to put miles on his car, drove my Passat wagon to the ground while I was in the hospital. So, and he sold it. never saw it again. Okay. Mama <laughs> ended there. And from that point on, she became a psychologist. So there we go. Screw <laughs> that, man. Uh. <laughs> Now, Bogey, we probably asked you the same question, but uh, same question anyway. What was your first car? 1974 Volkswagen Beetle. So Faye and I share the Volkswagen history and love. Volkswagens are the gateway drug into automotive. Like more technicians start their career because of Volkswagens than any other car, I'm pretty sure. So it was a little, little POS. It was, uh, it was this little red 74 bug that had holes in the floor so big you could do the Barney rubble. And it, uh, I think it cost me $500 of hard earned lawn mowing and babysitting money. And it was the love of my life. And I restored it from the ground up when I was in high school in my auto shop class. And I still have it. Wow. And it's still a POS. Mechanics for decades. What's that? And like, Volkswagen's because I knew mean, that, like, Bogey and I shared that love like that. I remember, like, it was just a couple years ago, wasn't it, Bogey, that I saw that car for the first time, and I literally saw it, and, like, I just burst into tears. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like a million selfies in front of it. It was great. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we're saying that, go ahead, Bob. Volkswagen's make owners into mechanics for decades. 
Yes, exactly. One hundred percent. I had somebody yeah. get upset about that when I said that on a on an interview recently that that I had to learn how to work on cars because they're such pieces of crap. And they're like Volkswagen bugs never broke down, and I'm like, really? Did you yeah, ever they have one? Broke down. Like, I drove across. Right, like that was the point of it. Like I drove across country and it. The valves at every oil change. Yeah, we got stuck like four or five times just in the three thousand mile trip across country, where it was like, nope, I'm done. (laughs) That's what they do. I mean, it was. I used to race a Volkswagen Beetle, and right the weekend before the race, oil change, valve adjustment, and torque the heads. Yeah, it was just routine. And yep. then if you had to change the clutch, all right, four bolts, disconnect the, the throttle linkage, pull the motor out, you did it. I, I did a, well, that an overhaul. Was... Yeah, you did an overhaul in the driveway, but you started after breakfast and you were done by noon. Totally. And that was the cool thing about them. They were so easy to work with. And they broke all the time, but they were so easy to work on. And they're, you literally could drop the engine with four bolts and a skateboard and no real tools. Like you could have one tool and a skateboard and get the engine out. And that's awesome because most kids getting into cars don't have a lot of tools. They don't have a lot of money. They don't have a lot of resources. So that's why it's the gateway drug. <laughs> yep. We have to take that with your dad is not at all mechanically inclined, Bogey. What's that? Didn't you take that road trip with your dad who was like not at all mechanically inclined? Oh, not that one, but I did do a trip with my dad who was also not, yeah, he's not mechanically inclined at all. He helped me drive the bug back from college one year and it was snowing because I went to college in Ohio. So it was snowing and there were holes in the dash because, because <laughs> that's, because it was a Volkswagen, right? Because <laughs> there were like random holes in the dash. And so it was snowing inside the car <laughs> and we, <laughs> we had to take turns driving because we were so cold that our fingers would go numb and we had a, a blanket wrapped around our legs and we would each drive for like half an hour and then we'd switch while the other one like defrosted in the passenger seat. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Awesome. Yeah, I, I love how like both of our fathers are not mechanically inclined at all, but like everyone assumes that we were just like by mechanics. Oh, um, totally. Yeah, no, my family doesn't know where I came from. <laughs> Same. <laughs> And right there, Roddy Allen Rippey from Jack Taco fame. Actually, I've just come up with a good question I didn't ask you before. Okay. Okay, now this is something that I'm, I don't know if you'll answer, to be honest, but we'll try. You are a Jack in the Box guy. Are they still paying you? I do. I mean, whenever they run a commercial, I, uh-huh. do, get a, I do get a residual. Yes, okay. Oh, you do. Okay. So, so if I asked you the question, let's just take the whole Jack in the Box thing out of the equation. What is your fast food go-to snack when you are feeling the need and you just can't find a jack-in-the-box anywhere? What do you go for? You know what? Honestly, if I'm on the run, I probably would say, because I probably Subway. Probably Subway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm just Because I can at least kind of get some veggies in, you know. Yeah. Well, that, that's like, healthy. Like, yeah, I, I like my veggies, yeah. so yeah. all good. All right. Well, any particular kind of Subway sandwich? You know, gosh, I, I, I like to mix it up, but sometimes if it's a hot day, I like a nice cold tuna sandwich. Nice cold tuna. Yeah. Um, and, uh, huh. and and I have to say probably turkey club. Probably turkey. Mm-hmm. 
Turkey Club. Yeah, yeah, that's very good. That's my favorite. He answered the question. I'm I'm very Thank impressed. Yeah. Yeah. Half of me we want, wanted him to say something like you know Taco Bell or or uh, you oh, know Popeyes or something. I don't know. When you're running, <laughs> sometimes listen. Sometimes I I hit them all. You know, sometimes, but it's just that. I, I enjoy cooking, you know, I really do enjoy cooking at home. So oh, yeah. if I snack, I keep it light and I like to come home and mix it up. Yeah, cool. Awesome. All right, go ahead, Bob, ask him your question. All right. The shape of cars to come. Are you going to go electric or are you going to keep going with gas? i tell you what, I've been following some of these electric cars and the type of power that these things and the responsiveness of it. You know what? We we I think that it should be fair that we bring more electric vehicles on the road to meet the mandate, but they should leave us alone. I mean, it's, I mean, come on, come on, you can, come on, you can't you can't take the gas. I mean, there's certain people. What are we gonna do with all these hot rods? Make them like freaking like? What are you gonna do? You, you know, there's nothing. There's nothing that beats the, the, the roar of a... Put them in hermetically sealed boxes. That what's what uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. But I think that it's it's fair, you know, that, you know, we introduce more electric vehicles out there. There's some beautiful designs and, and, and a, there's some real new uh, great companies coming out with some hot, hot design supercar electric companies. Um, there's a great conversion coming. I can't remember the name. They're converting the bugs to electric. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's down in Orange County that does it. Wow. Yeah. Mind-blowing people, mind-blowing. You know, get a and the motor's really small. I yeah. mean, but it's electric, yeah. Yeah. And, I, I mean, I think that's the cool thing. But, yeah, I, I you know, I would I would consider having an electric vehicle. I certainly would. But uh, I don't want to give in my Corvette. I don't blame you there. I don't blame you there. Now to Danny Gura, who played Elias in the TV show Superstore. Again, our question, Danny, is... Uh, one of these days, you're going to get an invite to do another movie or do a something. Uh, if they had a chance to redo any movie and got you involved as a member of the cast that had to do with cars, what kind of show would that be? What, what car show would you like to do the reboot on? Oh, boy. That's great. You know what? I, I mentioned Night Rider before. It would be a lot of them. First off, the car has to be a classic car, a really cool car. And the car has to be kind of, in fact, probably better than me. So I'm going to go either two, either Knight Rider, which is just the coolest car of all time, or Herbie. I think, oh. that, I think Herbie would be a lot of fun just to have as a, as a companion to play off of. It'd be a lot of fun to play with. It would be, would be Herbie. And, and Herbie never goes out of style. I can picture him in a, in a Herbie movie. Yeah. yeah. You know. We could, we could redo Herbie. Sure. It's been done several times before. Listen, I mean, what was the last Lindsay Lohan can redo it. Yeah, if Lindsay Lohan can do it, we can do it again, okay? There's got to be a, a female actress that could jump in and, you know, help out along the way, and you could be like the mechanic guy. Sure. Or she could be the mechanic, you could be the driver. Either way, yeah. Yeah. We'll bring on Megan Fox, and we'll be getting, let's get it done. That's it. I like the way this man's thinking. Now I'm already casting it in my head, what can I tell you? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, somebody's going to be getting a call from Danny Gurr about a new Herbie movie. I'm just saying. Former NHRA driver Larry Dixon Jr. joined us in front of his two-passenger dragster. All right, Larry, you've got that great two-seater dragster behind you. Your dad's a past top fuel racer and a winner at Pomona and such. Will he ever go for a ride with you in the back of that car? Ooh. 
Oh gosh, that's a good one. I don't know. We got to find a sponsor for it. <laughs> that's not that right. would that would be a blast, though. Gosh, you know, my my dad. That would be uh, that would be really really cool. Um, I'd love that because I to be honest with you, talking about it. I think the fastest he's ever gone is like 250 mile an hour. Well, it's we do that in the eighth, and that was in the quarter mile. This car will do, you know, 250 plus in the eighth mile. So yeah, it'd be a ride. Um, and he'd be holding onto his steering wheel, sitting in the back there. He's got no control. He's he's there. <laughs> he's strapped in. And yeah, I'm guessing I, I, you'd be I wonder to- if he'd trust me enough. <laughs> I wonder if he'd trust me enough to do that. Yeah. I wonder if you'd be able to hear him as you're going down this straightaway. <laughs> yeah, it's Larry Dixon Jr. Time to take a break here on our Car Quickies edition of Talking About Cars podcast. When we return, Randy Carlson will be joining us, as will Charles Phoenix, Steve Magnante, Steph Holloway, and more coming up on the Talking About Cars podcast on odyssey.com and knx1070.com when we return after this. This is Hot Rod Bob. I'm Randy Cardoon. This is Steph Holloway from I Drive a Classic, and she is actually from Britain, and we're both in California. And just to let you know, I prepared for this. I have British Sterling. Amazing. I I know British Sterling, and I'm sure she appreciates that. I do. Although, thank God you can't smell it from here. (laughs) We're the ones with the accent. Yes, exactly. I mean, yeah, we are the ones with the accent to her. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that is pretty good. By the way, uh, great hair, great outfit, great background. Yeah. And Bob and I, of course, are stuck in California uh, with a pandemic situation. You can't get your Mm -hmm. hair cut. So I'm sporting the retired surfer look. Uh, Bob is right now either Moses or Methuselah. We haven't quite <laughs> figured that out. Yeah, I can't even shave him. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, so I'm curious, what, yes. what is uh, the top three cars? We talked about it in the show, top three cars you want to put on your mm-hmm. show. What are the top three cars, if you had the cash in your hip pocket, that you would go out and buy for to add to your collection? I know you can get three more Morris Miners. We figure that's probably not going to happen. What three other cars would you be interested in? Gosh, right. So I actually had a conversation about this the other night. So number one, I really would like a Morris 1800. Um, Probably for nothing else, and I'd like to go a lot faster than I do. Um, (laughs) Not that I would trust me going much faster, because I can already get a fair whack out of that marina and the metro. So what else would I have? Hmm. Would you ever want an American car? Do you know, if, so here's the question. If I pick an American car, do I get a fuel allowance with it? Ooh, that's a really good question. Mm. We have some that do get some decent fuel mileage. Yeah, but that's not the ones we want to talk about, Bob. I don't think, no. It's not the ones we own either. Well, again, this is fantasy. So let's go with the fantasy. Yes, you get a fuel allowance. Yes. Okay, so my friend Jake has a Dodge Dart. um, Mm. And I absolutely love it. I think it's so cool. So I think if somebody said to me, the American car of your choice, I think I would go for that Dodge Dart. And then, oh. Any idea what year that Dodge Dart is? It is. Let me have a look. I'll tell you. No problem. 
Um, not, not a problem. Give me one second. No, <laughs> this is the beauty of editing. Oh, why does it not have a number plate on it? Um, this, is, this is the show us a picture. Yeah, show us a picture. Look, we'll tell you. So, he's done it up as a race car. It's really, really cool. Okay. Um, we like maybe. race cars. Is it a? Oh, uh, oh, oh it disappears. <laughs> oh, we'd have to lose your uh, lose your background. We don't want to. We do would. That. Hold on. I've got an idea. I've got an idea. Right. So. No, it's about uh, a sixty-five. Sixty? No, sixty-three, sixty-four. It's got the bigger taillights. It hasn't got the. I don't. Know. Oh no, it sure? does have a sixty-four. Yeah, it's no, got the little it's, round taillights. Yeah, it's. it's either I know that car. All right, go ahead, go. Bob. Go All ahead. right, I, I know the car. I was supposed to come over to do drag stalgia this year. Yes, but because, but because of the the quarantine, I couldn't come in. I was going to be one of the on-air announcers for it, and oh. uh, that was one of the cars that I looked at in photos that they sent me uh, from the British Drag Racing Hall of Fame. Wow! Uh, because really? you guys have a lot. You know, most of the cars that are running there are American-based cars. And as a matter of fact, the hood from my car is on a car that races at Centipod. Really? Yeah, a buddy of mine that I worked with here built a 1946 Plymouth and needed a hood. I had a spare one. I sold it to him. And then he sold it to one of his friends over there. And he races it at Centipod in the, at the Dragstalgia. Well, there you go. That's amazing. So I guess the last question would be, would be what would my third car be? And this is a pretty boring choice. So I took out that mini the other week, Mr. Bean's mini, um, the actual Mr. Bean mini. And uh, I decided that I actually quite like minis. And I'd always looked okay. at them before and thought, a bit overrated, not really for me. And I drove it and it was so funny because I do love a car that you can throw around bends and have a bit of a wild time in. And it was one of those cars. And I just really, really liked it. And then sensible me would say to you, well, I'm not going to be able to get parts for the other two cars. At least this one is one that I could keep on the road because, you know, with the Mini being such an iconic British vehicle, we can still get all the bits for it. So my third car would probably be a Mini because at least I could park it. Whereas the other two, I'd probably have a little bit more trouble with. It'd be even more interesting if Mr. Bean came Bean. along with the car. That Oh, know. I know. You get and a cut I, out of him and put him in the passenger seat. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> so something, uh, my, my final geeky fact for the day for you is, is that the Morris 1800 was also designed by Alec Esconis, mm. who of course designed the Mini and the Morris Minor. But the interesting thing about the 1800 is, is that he said that was his favorite car that he ever designed. Hmm. Wow. Now, I, I, I sense a book coming. Yeah. If I remember correctly, we got that car as the as the Austin Marina, not Marina. Um, we got them here, but they had the hydroelastic suspension, Ooh, which was yeah. a, a bladder, a rubber bladder that was filled with alcohol. So they had to pay an alcohol tax. Bob, on the cars enough of your in. social life. Let's just move <laughs> on to the car. Jeez. <laughs> but they were cool yeah we we got it here too and uh, they called it an austin america is what they called it here oh that's oh, right. right that's what they called it yeah i tell you what's really i tell you what really turns heads over here and it's uh it's an american english crossover is the austin national metropolitan yes yes oh. yes whenever yeah. you see them at shows everybody's like they are insane. They are gorgeous, gorgeous. Are they big over there? That's my question for you, I guess. Are they big over there? Oh, yeah. huge. 
huge they've over got, here. They've got a big following, uh, special clubs and so forth. And the, the Cluey people have realized that it's an MG engine and they can upgrade it to the MG parts. Ah, uh, right. Okay. So they put the induction on it. They can get the camshaft. They can put some horsepower mm -hmm. in it. It still can't get out of its own way, but it's That's still true. <laughs> That's true. There's my bug history. Yeah, your bug All history. Right. Ooh, cool. So you were doing slaloms or something with it? Yeah, doing autocrossing with it. It was actually a 69 that I put earlier fenders on it to fool people. Okay, <laughs> cool. And then I, uh, I added four inches to the rear fender uh, to clear the tires. I had 10-inch wide tires on it. And uh, it actually won the uh -huh. uh, import sweepstakes award at the, when RG Canning was doing the indoor shows. Uh huh. Oh, so cool. it, wow. so it was good. show and go. Yeah. No, that's killer. It's got a really, really serious look to it for a happy little beetle. I bet it was fun. Yep. Oh yeah, it was a kick. I love teasing Porsches. <laughs> <laughs> and joining us, of course, from Sticker Shock and a whole bunch of other shows, our good friend Randy Carlson. Bet you didn't know you were our good friend. You are now. Yes, Randy, thanks for joining us. And our question for you, we know you're a big Volkswagen bug guy. I'm kind of curious, what was your aha moment that you realized bugs were going to be the car that you really, really liked? Um, for me, it was probably because the, the first car that I really put a ton of effort into and started bringing to shows and stuff i i got recognized for it you know a magazine wanted to shoot a feature on it and and it was like oh my god you know here, here's my <laughs> game in life this is where i need to be um and i really kind of enjoyed that and and so that spawned a lot more you know it's like oh well that was fun i'm gonna build another one and, and then build another one and you know i started to develop an awful lot of of friendships and connections and stuff there and and it and it feels like family how many bugs have you had i don't dare count but i <laughs> at one point i i looked up like all the the magazine features and stuff on cars that i had restored or or you know in some case they were original ones that were just being shown but you know it was up like over 70 magazine features wow, wow. All, and the vast majority of those are all volkswagen focused so I mean, I really kind of found a place there and, and, and ran with it and, and continue to do so. I, I'll never get away from the Volkswagen crowd. Um, it's just, it's been way too fun and the people are, are really relaxed and cool. And, and I love that. You know, Bob, you had a Volkswagen. That means you're relaxed and you're cool. Is that true? Dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Without a doubt. He does not surprise me that he's a Volkswagen man. I can see it. Uh -huh. You know, on my bucket list, I want a Puma. Yeah, those are pretty cool. I, I had a Puma. And, oh, you had uh, one? Oh, wow. I had one. It's nobody's big. Okay, <laughs> at the la at the last uh, at the last bug race at uh, Irwindale, a guy came up with one that he had. It was a first, not a first generation, but the the one that was first imported into the U.S. And I fell in love with those cars. I mean, I knew about them beforehand, but I just love that car. It just, it's a kit car that's not a kit car. Everything fits right. It was a manufactured car. It, yeah. you, you know, uh, I think if I remember correctly, when they came in, you had a choice of getting it with an engine or without so it could pass smog. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I just, I always wanted one, but at the time couldn't afford it. Now they're, they're somewhat affordable, but all of a sudden they've been noticed. And they're starting I, to skyrocket. 
they they are I, the one thing that's kind of neat about the puma when you look at the design of it i mean they really stole the best lines from every manufacturer and put them all together into something you know it's got a little ferrari to it it's got a little this and that and I mean, it's a beautiful car. I, I don't fit into one very well, um, being a real tall guy. So that, you know, I had always wanted one, and I finally found one that was cheap and needed love. And, and I brought it home, and I started working on it. And then I sat behind the wheel, and I went, uh, this isn't, this isn't going to work. <laughs> see, see, I'm vertically challenged, so I don't have that problem. Oh, then it's all you, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Charles Phoenix is joining us. Uh, Charles, we didn't get a chance to talk much about your being a chef, uh, we did mention it a little bit. We understand you were on Cake Wars. What was that like? Do you have any really cool stories about that? Cake Wars on Food Network, yeah, I was a judge on there. Um, basically, uh, you know, I'll tell you, the only thing they cheated on was one thing and one thing only. I was there, I saw everything. They, when they said, you have 45 minutes, that really meant an hour. When they said, you have three hours, that really meant four hours. That's it. That was the only cheat. So otherwise, it was all totally legit. I mean, you know, I didn't know how much they were going to cheat or whatever, but it's really not about cheating. They just gave them more time than they said. That's the only thing. So their clocks don't work is what you're basically saying. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Old clocks. Or, or what? No. Old clocks. Batteries were, yeah. di were dying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what Food Network show would you like to be on if you had a shot at any of them? There are only, there's only one show left, or maybe two, a Guy Fieri uh, Diners, Drive-Ins and Dives. That's about the only thing they play, isn't it? They might play that and they might play Guy's Grocery Games. So basically it's become the Guy Fieri channel. And you know, I mean, <laughs> I have nothing against Guy Fieri. I think he's really, really good at what he does. And he likes classic cars. I believe that he drives, or you know, drives a, what, a 67, uh, Camaro convertible. He's yeah, got a Camaro convertible. Seven Camaro convertible. Absolutely. And you, of course, are known for your unusual desserts, including one that was described as the turducken of desserts. The turpumple. Yes, it is in my book, Holiday Jubilee. Since you want to talk about, I thought you guys want to talk about cars. You want well, to talk dude. about cakes. Well, well, I thought I was going to do a show called Cakes and Cars, but that didn't work <laughs> out. Because the network said that the car advertisers don't want to advertise cakes and cake advertisers don't want to. There it is right there. That is a chirpumple. It is a, a uh, three-layer cake. I invented this. A uh, white layer stuffed with cherry pie, a yellow layer stuffed with pumpkin pie, and a spice layer uh, stuffed with an apple pie. Chirpumple, cherry pumpkin and apple. Those are the three pies. The recipe <laughs> is in my book. It is so good that you don't want to try even eating it for about the first five years until like, you know, you feed it to everybody else. And then finally, after five years, you let that like, what is this experience of eating a Chirpumple like? And then you finally like dive in. So yeah, I didn't eat one for five years. I didn't eat it. Wow. But I mean, everyone's like, this is so good. This is so good. I'm like, I'm just going to not go there. And then finally, after five years, I'm like, you know what? I think it's time that I try a big slice of Chirpumple. And so I tried it, and you would not believe how, like, the, where the pie um, crust and the cake batter come together and bake. They just kind of become one perfect best friendship with each other. And it's so good. The textures are so good. The flavors are so good. And then the pie filling inside, it's delicious. And I, he didn't even have to copyright it, I don't think, did you? 
Uh, you can't copyright that, I don't think. I mean, well, there's no can't. way, but people have ripped it off, but you know what? That's, I mean, you can't really. copyright a cake, really. All right. All right, Charles, thanks a lot for that. Again, if you want to contact Charles, find out about his books. He's got some great books. Go to charlesphoenix.com. Yeah, that's easy. Yeah. Steve Magnante, you know him from Junkyard Gold on the Motor Trend TV app, as well as the Barrett Jackson broadcast. He's an author. And right now, if you go to various junkyards and you get a chance to see all sorts of interesting cars, top five cars, Steve, that you would like someday that you have seen in your many travels uh, through those junkyards? Well, I guess um, I'll, I'll just, I'll do cars that have been on the show. And in some cases, when we're out in the wild, I find cars that don't either fit the theme uh, or we can't find time to put into the program. So to make it easier in case people know the show, uh, I'll keep it to things we've seen on the episode. Okay, first one, I think the weirdest car uh, that I've found so far would be a 1951 Chrysler Crown Imperial limousine. Uh, wow. and, and most of those were built with bodies by LeBaron, I think it was, or, or yeah, LeBaron, I think it was. But this car was a former Air Force car. We could see traces of light blue paint and it was respayed black. The biggest thing about that car though was it came stock with four wheel disc brakes. A lot of guys say, hang on, first American car with four wheel disc was the Corvette, 1965, right? Not so fast. Uh, 1949 through 1954, Chrysler, Crown Imperial, limousines, and also the town and countries came with a thing called the Osco Lambert Safety Brake. So this uh, Crown Imperial in a junkyard in Idaho still had them front and rear, and we pointed that car out. So that was a crazy weird car. And of course, being a 51, first year for the Hemi. So in 50, it would have had a flathead eight and been really slow, but it had a 1951. So it was that car. I think I actually described that car as uh, deserving a restoration. So the first weirdest car would have, have got to be the 51 Crown Imperial with four wheel disc brakes. You can see it on one of the episodes. So moving on, uh, I, there was uh, so many cars that were crazy weird. Um, kind of hard to nail them all down. <clears throat> but yeah, we found a 1965 Chevy Malibu. Uh, it was an L79 car, 327, 350 horse, the good one. Uh, the hottest motor you could get in 65 short of the Z16. And that was also in that Idaho yard, L&L Salvage. And that was a four-speed car as all L79s were. Of course, the L79 was basically a Corvette 327, 350 horse in a Malibu. And we found the bones of one of those things. Um, I guess, let's see, moving forward from there, <clears throat> also found uh, a 1967 Buick GS400 with aluminum drum brakes up front. And for me, you know, I like unusual features on cars. And again, in, in Buick land, the Grand Sports, the GS400s came with finned aluminum drums up front. They were the same nine and a half inch diameter by two shoes found in lesser cars, but the aluminum drum dissipated heat. And while those brakes were optional on Buick, or sorry, on Olds 442s and on GTOs, they were never offered on the SS396 Chevelle. So crazy but true, Chevelle couldn't couldn't become couldn't be had with these big drums. So uh, I guess number three would have to be that 67 GS400 with the aluminum drums. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> moving forward. We found a 57 Chevy station wagon uh, that was in a South Carolina junkyard that had a set of M&H Racemaster slicks on the back that were flat and rotten, chrome reverse wheels. And I said, this was somebody's drag car. So we checked out closer. It wasn't a fuelie. I was kind of thinking, you know, and in my book, you know, every 57 Chevy is a fuelie until I know it's not. 
You know what I mean? We got to go in and find out, you know what I mean? Because it could be. And if you just walk by, yeah, it can't be. It is until you know it's not. Well, it wasn't a Buley, but it was a 283. And we could see they had clutch pedals. So it was somebody's three-speed manual race car. Uh, and keep in mind, in 1957, the only car with a four on the floor was a Corvette as an option. So this was a three-speed manual, column shifted, 283, with M&H race masks on the back. It was even Indian bronze metallic, a beautiful car, but sitting there with a tree growing through the front bumper. It had been parked there since 1965, and this tree was making the, the separating the bumper from the car. So that was number four. That was a pretty cool piece of four. It wasn't a Malibu. Or, I'm sorry, it wasn't a Nomad. It was just a regular, you know, 210 wagon, but still a cool piece. Somebody's old drag car with M&H Race Masters still on the back. <laughs> Got a question? <laughs> pointing at yeah. My 210 wagon, let's see there. Oh, yeah, there it is. Sure, 56, right? Yeah. Yeah, nice. Very cool. Very cool. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. And I guess, uh, you know, I might, might say number number five, the craziest, weirdest thing we found in the junkyard. We haven't found any Stutz Bearcats. A couple of Rolls Royces did that. I mean, we're, gonna, we're talking 67, 68, the Shadows, which are, they're interesting. They're, they're not really collectible yet, unless you're talking two doors or convertibles, you know, the, uh, mm -hmm. the, the Corniche. Uh, but we found some four-door Rolls Royces in a junkyard, but uh, we, we moved beyond. We didn't, of course, some of those had turbo 400 transmissions, General Motors mm -hmm. provided transmissions to Rolls Royce starting in like 1955, the automatics. But anyway, uh, I would say the fifth car, we, we found an, um, a Jensen Healy, which is a pretty unusual car. Um, you know, Jensen Motors, of course, since 1927 or eight, something like that in England. <clears throat> and of course, they made a variety of cars after um, World War II. The Jensen FF, I think it was, which was sort of like a... Um, I don't look kind of like an MG, but it had V8s, of course, and the Jensen Interceptor. Mm -hmm. uh, but 1972, 73, well, hang on. Okay, there was a company called uh, Pressed Steel and Jensen, the, uh, the, the, uh, Austin Healey 3000 in 1968, when it wouldn't meet American standards, uh, Jensen said, we have to come up with something. And that something was the Jensen Healey, which arrived in 1971 and was built through 75, 76, but it had a really weird engine, an uh, inline four, two cam, four valve, four cylinder engine. And this car was in a junkyard in Texas and still there. And the car made the show. We did an episode on sports cars, European sports cars. But the Jensen Healy was a weird thing to find in a junkyard. The one and only I've ever seen in a junkyard. Okay. Speaking of money, can I show you something interesting for a second here? Sure, sure, this, this penny. Okay. I'm sorry? Uh, can you see that penny? Oh, it's oh yeah. Penny. Oh, okay. stamped yes. off center. Correct. That is an error coin. And oh, I happen God. to love error coins. In fact, I've got a whole bunch of them. And, uh, and even things like this. This is a blank planchet right there. Okay. And in some cases, coins get out of the mint that were bloopers. And if you go to coin dealers and say, may I see your error coin tray, please? They bring out a tray. In the tray will be weird stuff like that. Are they worth anything, Steve? Well, the funny thing is, they you know, there's no... Be. Yeah, they sure can be. Yeah. I mean, you get a thing called this, a thing called a mule, which is basically like a quarter planchet with a nickel stamped on it. That's where one coin mules onto another one. Those can be worth thousands. You know, the more you can see of the original design and the date, the more they're worth. But, uh, but they're an interesting facet of coin collecting. Okay. I have to hijack your, your, your show. No, that's fine. I can say, go ahead and try to do that and see yeah. what happens. I think We're it'll work out. Go We're ahead. giving people culture. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Culture. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not, just the, not just the yogurt. 
No, yeah. <laughs> Not just for yogurt anymore. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening, everybody. Please share our show on social media. Subscribe. It's absolutely free. Leave a comment. And if you're on iTunes or if you're on our new Odyssey website, odyssey.com or knx1070.com, rate us. And that goes for iTunes and Apple Podcasts and all the other ones that you can listen to us on. Thanks in advance for helping our podcast grow. Follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And remember again to subscribe, share, or retweet, or why not both? Let this be the start of you binge listening, talking about cars. And talking about cars is now on the Two Tired Guys Productions YouTube channel. You could watch the shows you know we've been able to hear before. And again, did I mention subscribe? Until next time, I'm Randy Cardoon along with Hot Rod Bob Beck. That's Rodney, that's Larry, that's Steve, that's Charles, that's Steph, that's Danny, that's Randy, and of course, that's Bogey and Faye having a good time talking about cars. So long, everybody.